In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. All Saints' Day completes the logic of the feast cycle of the Christian year. It presents us with a joyful vision of the life of Christ in full flower, within and among the faithful who have received it. The glory of sainthood is precisely this, the gift of new life we receive in baptism, fully cultivated and made fully manifest. What we saw earlier in the year at Christ's epiphany, transfiguration, resurrection, and ascension are now revealed in those who have been made to share his life. We receive this vision now, toward the end of the Christian year, as a sign of hope to strengthen our hearts, even as we rapidly approach Advent with our annual meditation on the end of the world and of our life within it. All Saints Day reminds us that we are participants in a world that has no end, even as we sojourn in a world that does have an end. The scriptures refer to saints at several points in their path to maturity. First, a saint is one who has been set apart by God. This means anyone whom God has chosen for himself and sealed as his this means that they can be considered a saint. Second, a saint is someone who willfully participates with and cultivates that gift of having been set apart and sealed by God, who lives as one who has received a very precious gift and who stirs up and puts that gift to use. Third, a saint is one in whom the gift of life has become fully manifest, from whom the glory that had been hidden as a treasure in an earthen vessel has jovially burst forth, revealing what had been there growing in intensity for a long time prior. We might also add a fourth, though a more occasional sense of sainthood here as well, that of a living saint. Every once in a while, God does seem to give the church an epiphany of saintly glory, while that person who, from whom that saintly glory is revealed still walks among us in this world. These people are usually a perplexity to everyone around them, causing many to be drawn to them for reasons they can't quite articulate, while at the same time causing many to be utterly repelled by them. Even the church does not always know what to do with living saints a lot of the time. Living saints are divisive in this way. They're usually recognized for what they are by being recognized for what they were in retrospect. They are like signs of miraculous healing that we sometimes experience, signs of the wholeness and blessing of the new creation experienced in a world that cannot quite bear them yet. Like many aspects of life in the church, we will understand saints best if we understand them in relationship to the worship of the church, to the church's perpetual encounter with God through her prayer. 
Saints are not a static entity. They are witnesses who point with their whole being to Jesus Christ. That is why our lesson for tonight's epistle is the vision from Revelation of those gathered people of God in their glory around the throne of God, bearing witness to Christ in the Spirit to the glory of the Father. This is the full flowering of the baptismal gift, to be able to encounter and recognize and know and enjoy God forever. Everything about who we are as Christians is a relational fact. Our lives are given to us so that we may offer our lives worshipfully and then receive our lives back with God's blessing. Life received and life offered and life received again becomes more than just mere existence. To participate in the heavenly worship, as we do at every Mass, magnifies life, deepens life, and brings life closer to its fruition. And that fruition happens to be glorious, like Jesus is glorious. We need an annual reminder of the saints in glory, because they shed light on and they indict most of our distractions and delusions, even as Christians. The saints are living reminders that the grace of salvation actually transforms actual lives and actually obliges them to an end beyond the concerns and anxieties of life in the world. That living saints are so poorly understood and even rejected in their own time by the world and sometimes even by the church, suggests to us that they put creative tension on the world and on that age of the church for the purpose of its redemptive growth and sometimes a very uncomfortable redemptive growth. The saints, however, remind us that recognition as saints in our time is not the point of the sainthood we are gifted in baptism. Our first concern as Christians is not to be a spectacle of religious strangeness. Saints do not make themselves, and they do not strive to control the outcome of grace in and through them. They commit to the life of a proficient Christian, to attend from the heart to the life they are given in Christ, to offer all and to whom is theirs, in prayer without ceasing, and to become, through the transformation of their lives, a beacon to draw others towards the kingdom. And then they leave the rest to God. As Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after this righteousness, for they will be filled. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.